It's the Brew Ha Ha Podcast with Steve Jackson and Mark Carpenter. It is time for the drive Brew Ha Ha, brought to you by Russian River Brewing and the great beverage people. Herlinda's here, of course. And our Cheers. Guest, our guest today is Fal Allen, the one and only <laughs> dude. Welcome back. Well, thank you very much. Kevin, Always great to be here. Kevin McGee is also with us. Kevin, hi. Hi, how's it going? Let's All right, back. president and CEO of Anderson Valley Brewing. Mm-hmm. And Fal, uh, you started in Seattle in 1988, Red Hook Brewing, and then moved to Pike Place Brewery. But you're most uh, famous locally for being GM at Anderson Valley Brewing Company, beginning in 2000. I think famous is, maybe it's infamous. Infamous <laughs> I don't, I don't know. Um, I've been there a long time. That's true. Uh, so, and, and talk about Anderson Valley, and we'll have both of you do that because it's iconic. It is an iconic brewery. It's been around for 32, three years. Uh, we started a small brew pub in a town called Boonville with a population of about 500 people and quickly realized that having a brew pub in a town of 500 people may be not your best idea. So we... <laughs> We started a production brewery just down the street. Now we have 28 acres. Uh, we have a big brewery. We have a beer garden, and uh, we're turned it into a beer park. So the whole 28 acres is now open to folks to come and drink beer and roam around. And 28 acres. Yeah, I know, right? That's mm-hmm. so cool. And they have disc uh, disc golf disc, there and everything. Yeah. yeah. And then Kevin, um, you know, he bought in and. <clears throat> Interesting time, like right right before the pandemic. But you yeah. actually guys took this time during the pandemic to put some money into it, put some energy into some thought into what you guys were going to do next. You actually hired people during the pandemic, which has been yeah. very we, different than everybody else. We've done lots of things. We've done all the things um, during <laughs> during uh, during the pandemic. We um, so we were new owners. We we bought it in uh, my family bought it in uh, December of 2019. So we were kind of there. I took on the role of present CEO in january and then shortly thereafter we went to quarantine so um it was one of those things where i mean we we are very much you know a people oriented group and uh we because we didn't have a choice we took it as an opportunity to kind of put our money where our mouth was and and act like uh actually do the things that we said we wanted to do and um so we didn't do any layoffs we didn't do any furloughs everyone kept all their compensation and benefits at pre-COVID levels. Fantastic. We actually ended up hiring people. We added headcount during uh, during COVID, and um, more recently, we've added uh, you know basically two production people and a couple people at uh, the beer park staff. Um, at the same time that I hear from from a lot of other folks that they're having a hard time finding staff. So uh, for some reason that I'm not smart enough to understand, we're we're able to attract some really quality folks and uh, get them to jump on board. Kevin, um, give us uh, your history of the the, my, beer, the beer business. Yeah, my history in the beer business is far from traditional. Um, <laughs> I'm actually, I'm, uh, I'm trying not to be an attorney. Uh, I was a gang prosecutor down in San Mateo County uh, for a number of years, and then when I worked in a law firm, realized I didn't like working in a law firm, and then uh, got rescued from that by Jess Jackson and worked with Jess. Oh, that's uh, right. Yeah, 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 yeah. for like seven, eight years. And, that's cool. Uh, he sent me to Stanford Business School, and uh, that was part of a conversation I had with him about him saying he's getting me out of the law profession, and I'm eternally thankful for him for that. And <laughs> so uh, during that time, I turned my garage into one of the first two or three nano breweries in the country, and that was the Healdsburg Beer Company, which is also something that we just mm-hmm. relaunched 
uh, in the last month. So uh, we are keeping it tight to home. Uh, the launch is really prioritizing the Healdsburg area and also the Mendocino area um, because we're brewing it up in Anderson and Healdsburg is where its heart is. So um, those are those are on stores in a number of places uh, in around the county, and, and you'll see a lot lot more of that around too. But uh, it's really fun to kind of see because it's sort of 14 years in the making. Like all of a sudden we're in cans and we got store displays and, and all kinds of other I stuff. I saw your store display. I was like, hey, check that out. Hillsburg yeah. Beer Company. Shockingly, like, you know, finding enough of my beer in one place at a time still like makes me think, I'm like, am I really doing this? I have total imposter syndrome with, <laughs> with my beer. But I had to scale it up from 30-gallon batches to 3,000-gallon batches. Wow. And, uh, so using using the uh, the beer cognoscenti at, at Anderson was was critical. So the team there is awesome, and they can do they really do anything they want to do, and that's that's been a key part of it. It's the drive brew ha ha today, featuring uh, Fal Allen and Kevin. Uh, currently, you, what what is your title? CEO, owner, president, or? and CEO. The the guy whose fault it all is, I guess. Yeah. At the end of the day. <laughs> yeah, I I think you and I should talk later. <laughs> I got some problems I want to work out with. Right. I'm sure it's my fault. It's, uh, of course, Anderson Valley Brewing Company, the Drive Brouhaha with Herlinda, brought to you by uh, Russian River Brewing and the great, the beverage people. The beverage people. Here's Herlinda to yeah. talk the about beverage the beverage people. people. And Fermenter's Warehouse also is its kind of new ring that it's got uh, to it. So they're not having you come into the store and shop anymore. They're doing... Um, it's a, a warehouse, so all the supplies, brewing supplies, and cheese making supplies as well, wine making, mm. cider. I'm sure both you guys have have got supplies. Actually, oh, yeah. yeah, I've had many brewers say that it's also saved them when they've needed equipment or malt or things as well. We uh, partnered with them, and they have a kit now to brew our Holy Goza. Oh. I know. I know, good stuff. And then Kevin, you were you were home brewing. So I, did you yeah. frequent the beverage people now for Mentor's Warehouse oh, uh, oh, as well? Yeah, no, I, I learned to brew there back in uh, wow. I don't know, back in the, the early early aughts. <laughs> um, yeah, I did run down there and and uh, got my first extract kit there that that started the whole process. And then when I was buying larger equipment, I would talk to to Gabe and the folks there, and they'd order some stuff for me when I was building. Uh, bigger systems and they've been awesome they're they're, they're amazing people and yeah. what they yeah. do is is totally unique and amazing yeah. and they've been doing it since what 80 they uh byron birch started it back in the 80s i know you I, knew byron birch yeah. right, i think they may have started back in the late 70s it, yeah i mean byron was one of the pioneers in home brewing and his he book, the book was yeah he wrote a book mm -hmm. on home brewing that was like the bible yeah. before papazian wrote a book i believe yeah, he was actually working with uh, Brad Krause over yeah. in Houston with a home brewing supply store back then too. But then they and it's not just beer there though. You can do cheese, uh, get cheese supplies. Uh, of course, everybody was doing all kinds of stuff. Olives, the oh, yeah. Olives. Uh, we'll be knows in the summertime. Will be cider. You know, we'll be Ooh. doing some of that as well. You can actually rent a press from them. Uh -huh. um, and they've done a lot. Uh, they spruced up the cheese section. So Father's Day is coming up. Great time to go order some equipment. You can give them a call. You can go to thebeveragepeople.com. They will also do private classes, too, for any of those Ooh. kinds of things. Yeah. That's cool. I know, yeah. right? Yeah, my wife makes cheese, actually, from their stuff. Really? Yeah. What? Yeah, I learned how to make ricotta yes, there. Yes, sharing. Remember, yeah. it's the beveragepeople.com. They're on Piner Road in Santa Rosa. 
Uh, Kevin McGee is here, President and CEO of Anderson Valley Brewing, and the brewmaster himself, Val Allen, uh, Herlinda. Well, you guys are going to be doing, you just had your first music event out there at the beer park in, at in, Anderson Valley, right? Yeah, in like three years. So we, we, we now have the... the the property out there is now what we call the beer park. So we were. Yeah, I've been calling it beer Disneyland. Too. Oh, it's close. <laughs> um, uh, we're still the we're truly adding some, happiest place. Yeah, on earth. totally. Yeah, I'll yeah. be happy there. We're going to be adding a bunch of stuff to it, but really the the big thing is that we were able to work with the ABC here in Santa Rosa, who are awesome people, by the way, um, and we expanded our uh, license for our tasting room to the fence line of the property. So the entire property is basically licensed oh what was that <laughs> licensed as That's a called uh, beer kevin <laughs> licensed, i've been recognizing that more readily than that. it's the sound of success kevin um and in cans now too uh so the entire property is actually licensed as a tap room so um we can do a lot more flexibility you know with you know that events is, and other stuff that is too. so cool and the whole thing is dog and family friendly we put in about a ten thousand square foot um sodded lawn right next to the old tap room kind of took down all the fences just to encourage people to kind of get out and get around and and you know when we're we're in a place where we can like literally socially distance people by an actual half mile um (laughs) you know we can you know it's it's just a a way to encourage people to get get outside go you know find what they want to do with the property we have a bunch of bunch of chairs adirondack chairs painted a bunch of different colors and just encourage people to pick them up and put them where they want and hang out and kind of choose your own adventure and then also there's the disc golf course too and that whole town boonville so Fowl's actually also a firefighter as well so um, i know you got your vaccine early too which so we're all vaccinated here in the studio and we're getting to drink together and this is awesome um but that town there's there's some great. There's a funky little restaurant there I remember going to that was really fun. And the, then there's also isn't Henley Woods near there? Mm-hmm. The Henley Woods near there. You know the Boonville Hotel is uh, run by some folks who have quite a reputation. It's got really great food and great place to stay. Mm-hmm. There's a couple good restaurants in the valley, and uh, they're opening another one soon. So there are things to do in Boonville. Uh, you know, and wine tasting. Wine too. tasting. Smith Story Lots Wineries wine. is up yeah. there. Are the they kids. still talking the Boon language there? Yeah, they still harp Boatling. a wee lib, a uh, slib of the Wling, the Boontling. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was a little harder to say with that you after have, having a little beer. Yeah. Well, that cracks me up. That whole oh yeah Boonville thing and the Boon language and the you know it's just so cool. One so of cool. the three recognized uh, American lingos, you know, uh, Hawaiian oh. Pigeon English. Creole, uh, uh, Cajun, and uh, Bootling. So Bootling, one of three that's actually recognized. Yeah. And, we're, yeah. and they brought some beers also. So, oh, yeah. so I actually got quoted. They asked me about like, hey, what do you think of some of their unusual, you know, tastings that they're doing, like the hazy sour ale with passion fruit, guava, and coriander. I'm like, okay, I was one of the first people to get to taste this, and I've been a big fan the whole time. Oh, but Kevin you. was just telling me this is like number two yeah. Yeah. selling in the nation uh, for you guys, right? Yeah. We we launched it. We launched it right before um, quarantine happened. So all of our plans just got torpedoed immediately. <laughs> and just the power of the just the way that it tastes has put it into our number two nationwide, you know, beer right behind Boont, which is you know, 33 years old. And the boot flagship. amber ale, yeah, yeah. The, yeah. the flagship. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, I mean, just, just I mean, in, in this period of time and under this environment, for, for that to take off that way, it's really, it's done it under its own steam, really. It just it just tastes just really good. And I joke, it's like, I, I joke that, you know, my, my wife's office smells like tropical lazy sour, and <laughs> mine smells like the imperial stout, and, um, and we're only half joking. 
And there's the salted caramel porter that you guys were just coming out with yeah. at the start of all this, and everybody was asking me where to find it. So is that out for sale and everything now? Um, it yeah. is, it yeah. Is. We, um, we've been doing uh, a bunch of work trying to, to refine the pace at which we evacuate and fill the barrels so that we kind of even out our supply. Mm-hmm. So rather than just kind of like filling them all at one time, it's like you kind of you know, do it so you can, you can soften out those, those curves a bit. And so we're getting better at that, but it's out now. And then they're unusual flavors. So, Doug, do you guys, like, collaborate on ideas for beers and things now? Since, I mean, you're both brew, um, or, you know, you've been into brewing. I know you're probably doing a lot of the business type stuff, but... um, You know, our brewery, pretty much every beer, not every beer, but almost every beer is a collaboration of sorts. Uh, Mm -hmm. You know, even if one person designs it initially, we will taste it after we brew it and then Mm -hmm. fine-tune it after that in a group. So... even the, the solo beers get, get fine-tuned in a group. But a lot of them are just discussed in a group, and then uh, the recipes are hammered out that way. So a lot of people are involved. And I think you get better beer that way. The bourbon mm. barrel stout in the um, wild turkey barrels is yep. still one of my top favorite oh, beers great. ever. And you know, a fun, fun thing to do. So it's, that's actually exactly the oatmeal stout that we make, but ah. it's just in the bourbon barrels. So we've been doing a lot of Zoom uh, you know, beer tastings and stuff. And one of our favorite things to do now is to taste side by side the oatmeal stout, the Barney Flats, um, with the bourbon barrel stout. And it's just, it is a clear explanation to people of what a bourbon barrel does to a beer. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's really cool to do that. So I'd recommend that anybody that's got access to it to, nice. to check that out. Cans are, cans are a thing. And we started Canon, ooh, 12, 13 early. years ago. Pretty early, early on. Yeah. Wow. And I think everybody, when we started, and myself and the ownership of the, at that time, was skeptical, but we thought we'd give her a try. And it's now kind of taken over, and I think uh, we'll be moving to all cans uh, in the future. With you know, with some exceptions, I think uh, we'll do some of the the more unusual sour beers in bottles still. But uh, I think we'll be moving almost all cans. Well, you know, we see it a lot on this segment. It's uh, the, uh, the cans are, are are a big deal now. Yeah, I think yeah. they're they're better for the environment. You know, they weigh a lot less than bottles, mm-hmm. and they fit into a pallet space a lot. You get a lot more of them into that space, so there's less petroleum to ship them. Uh, I think they're better for beer. There's less air, less light. Uh, you know, I, I like bottles, but cans cans are pretty they're pretty ha- handy. Our guest today on the drive brew, ha ha. Kevin McGee, he's president and CEO of Anderson Valley Brewing, and uh, the great brewmaster, Fal Allen. Fal, you're also, besides being a, a big beer guy and a brewmaster, you're an author. Talk about some of those books. Uh, uh, well, I've written two books, and they're shockingly on beer. Uh, <laughs> one about barley wine, one about Goza, and they were both for the Brewers Association, the kind of style guideline books. Um, fascinating reading, if anybody wants to spend $20. In fact... If you email me, I will autograph one and send it to you. <laughs> well, that's pretty hip. Yeah, that's my deal. What? 20 bucks. Goes. <laughs> Talk about Goes. Goza is a, it's a German style of beer. They've been around, it's probably the oldest surviving beer style. Um, and it is a wit beer, a white wheat beer uh, made with uh, coriander or some other spices, depending on who's making it. And it's sour. So it's a little salty, uh, it's a little sour, and it's a light alcohol wheat beer. And they've become very popular for us. We went from making none of them to a whole bunch of them over the last eight years. And this is an old 
classic German beer yes. process. Su- surprisingly yeah. super old. Like the, the first printed record of IPA, I think, is like 1859. I'm sure someone's going to Google it, but it's like 1859 or something. And this stuff goes back to what? The Around 11, somewhere between 1,000 and 1,100 is yeah. the first mention of uh, the town of Goslar, uh, where Goza was made. And back then, you know, beers were named after the town they were from. And so that was the Goza beer. And the first mention of actual Goza was uh, about 100 years later. So, you know, eight, 800 years of brewing. So the salt and the coriander. Although, so it's a wit beer. I just went to Salas Brewery and saw mm-hmm. Daytona and Christine Salas, Pierre Salas's daughter and granddaughter. Um, I'm going to have to give you some beer and do a, we'll send them some beer um, also. But, and then... Uh, that book was like, I mean, Gosa wasn't even, people, people weren't even brewing Gosa around here until, until you guys started doing that. There were a couple people in the U.S. before us, but, I mean, like um, in, but yeah. uh, it was not a popular style. It was not one that I had even heard of uh, 10 years ago, and the style had died out more than once over the 800 or so years that it had been being brewed, um, and there are really two guys from... Uh, in Leipzig who resurrected it kind of single-handedly as used to be so popular in Leipzig that you'd go to any bar and they'd have a Goza Mm -hmm. and there were postcards about it and Mm -hmm. you know advertise about it and you just if you went to Leipzig you had to drink Goza Okay, I have to go there, and I I have to drink Goza. Oh, yeah, she still will, I guarantee it. <laughs> it's the Drive Brouhaha, brought to you by the beverage people in Santa Rosa and Russian River Brewing in Santa Rosa and Windsor. The Santa Rosa pubs open daily now. Yay. They still have the beautiful new tent outdoors, but they're, mm-hmm. uh, they're open it's inside. Long. The I know. outdoor tent is really I long. know, I, that's yeah, what I hear. Yeah, it's great. Uh, and the Windsor Pub, are they still open only Wednesday through Sunday? That's what I have here. But. Yeah, I believe so. Um, and we were actually go- I actually went in there with the Norgroves from Bear Republic the oh, other nice. day, and Gail Williams and uh, Steve Shapiro, and we ate dinner indoors at Russian River in Windsor the other day. It was so good, and we were like so excited. We're all vaccinated. But people were outside with their dogs, you know, in the it's park and beautiful everything. Beautiful up there in Windsor. Yeah, it was amazing, place. and the food's really great. So it's a, it's a, and they do different food at Fourth Street versus Windsor. So it's not the same. So you can, you know, go try both. And the gift shop in Windsor is fantastic. You can enjoy great selections of bottles, cans, and growlers to go at both locations, including Pliny the Elder, Blind Pig IPA, a wide range of barrel aged uh, sour beers and their new double ho- uh, d- double dry hopped Pliny the Elder hours menus and more info can be found at Russian River Brewing Company or call my favorite phone number 707-545-BEER Russian River <laughs> Brewing okay Val you brought um, something that we started to try at the very begin, begin be, right before COVID started and then everything kind of slowed down and everybody asked me where do we find the salted caramel porter? Is it for sale? And you brought it. Here it is, a, almost a year and a half later, and we're going to get to drink it. And it's for sale out there now, right? Oh, yeah, it's been yeah, for it sale is. For, for a while. So, wow. um, and it's epic. It's actually one of like my aunt's favorite things. So I need to get some to Western New York as often as possible. I'm going to have to open a second can. 
Okay. If you if you insist. Wow, and I'm not okay. drinking well, any beer, so. Oh, I, I, Steve, <laughs> I think you might like this beer. It's a lot like candy. Uh, here, give one to Mike over there. He's he's yeah. Ready. The engineer needs some. Yeah, Mike's ready. Mike, Mike just Mike pulled his mask beer. down, and that's when I know he's ready. I got mac and cheese for him from Third Street Aleworks and the salted caramel port. Ooh, you know what I was thinking? I you're gonna keep both those. You're not gonna give one to Steve, are you? I'll take a taste. Okay. No. Uh, Steve, you like bourbon, right? I do, sir. <laughs> oh, well. All right, cheers, guys. Let's smell this. Cheers. So it's got this deep, and it's got like a like a creamy. That's really good. It is like it. candy, right? It is a little sweet for me, but it's very oh good. Oh my god, that is like heaven. It's so like light on your throat and mm. but rich tasting. I don't know if you'd want three pints of it, but I think it'd be. A re- it's a really nice dessert beer. It's at the end of the evening, I, I think. I see that, yeah. Mm. You want something that's a little mm. sweet, um, kind of a digestive, and really kind of mellow the rest of the evening out. It's 9.5% alcohol, <laughs> so it's got a little, it's got a little nice. sweet kick. to it. A yeah. sneaky kick. Yeah. Really? It's a killer with the creme brulee. Yeah. And, that the car- and this is some of the, the voodoo that, that fell and the team bring is that there's really no, there's no residual sugar in it. So the sweetness, the sweetness is not, it's, it's not just lactose, the milk. it's not anything like that. It's, uh, it's and just... The bourbon. Oh, and the bourbon. It's just beer. Beer, just beer in a bourbon like barrel and done right. And oh, my uh, God. This is luscious. It's magic. It's really I mean, cool. it's seriously, that's the word for this. This is Thank luscious. Yeah. The, Sumptuous the ta- and luscious. The time in the bourbon barrel, I think, makes a big difference with it. Yeah. It goes in a little, um, little you know, kind of elbows and knees. And the six <laughs> months in a bourbon barrel bring out a lot of that really nice bourbon flavor and chocolatey mm. flavor. So <laughs> you end up with kind of a... Dessert beer. Scrumptious. Yeah, I like it. But not cloying. This is not really... It's surprisingly sweet. drinkable for a 9.5% bourbon barrel aged pork. Sneaky. Yeah. I like it. Sneaky and luscious. It's one Good. of my favorites also. We, we have another uh, porter to try. Ooh, not the salted caramel porter, but okay. the Healdsburg porter. No, okay. Quickly, so this, please. So this is, a, <laughs> this is a beer that I made out of my garage that we scaled up. Again, this is one of those thirty to 3,000 gallon... Um, conversions. So you're talking Terra Nurin and uh, from Forbes in my language here with salted caramel porters, porters, stouts, any of those kind of things. So Tara just interviewed Kevin for one of the publications that she writes for about the business of beer. When's she coming out again? Well, actually, I was just talking to them about that because we'd like to stay in, Bur- in Boonville, go see the beer park, you know, she, you know, talk business with these guys and drink beers, and she can come in the studio. She's had her second shot. So she can fly now, and I think she should get out here soon. Yeah. And go to Beer Disney I like up there. Tara. Yeah. yeah it's, here. it's like Beer Yosemite. I guess it's more like that because it's like more outdoors <laughs> than fantasy land. Yeah, it, we're very outdoorsy. We don't, we don't have any, any, any rides yet. Yet. Um, Unless you can but, consider uh, the goats. But the beer park, I mean, the best place to get information on the beer park is probably through the Facebook feed. So we have a number of things that we're mm-hmm. going to be installing. So we've got, you know, some covered... Uh, like like a, a massive pergola that we're going to be constructing, and so I just got the final drawings for that. So we're going to mm. be doing that. Um, we are going to be putting in like a, a pizza oven, but it's not in yet. Um, so uh, we're getting food trucks, and t- starting tomorrow, actually, oh, Hot yeah. Monk's food truck That's is going to be there Friday, Saturday, and Sunday cool. for pretty much all the foreseeing weeks. <laughs> um, and uh, Hot Mug's doing your music, too, right? Bill DeCarly's helping you guys with booking music. Yeah, yeah. we're talking yeah. to them Bill's about Bill's in on the show tomorrow, stuff. so we'll talk about that. Cool. Oh, yeah, uh-huh. yeah, ask him. And then, so we're also, we host the local farmer's market. Uh, last oh. week was our first one, so every Friday 
from four to or three or to to six or seven farmers markets there, and we started just pulling in um, some live music and stuff like that too. So, so we've got a band tomorrow. We had a band last uh, Friday. Oh, bands, and I think Saturday. Saturday. Yeah. Saturday. Sorry. Not Friday yet. Losing, losing. Speaking of bands, uh, the drive has started doing live music again on the Friday Drive Live tomorrow. Nice. Pat Jordan. And his buddy Simon will be performing. But I'm looking at the Press Democrat from 1937, <laughs> <clears throat> which I can't stop looking at. And they had the KSRO Orchestra <laughs> with like 30 people and soloists. And, and then Xavier Kugat's Orchestra. And then, <laughs> uh, again, the KSRO Orchestra. So we're They just, all fit in here. <laughs> we're just reliving old times, Mike. We started 13 years ago doing live music on this show, and again, we'll uh, do it again tomorrow. But uh, anyway, uh, today we're celebrating 84 years cheers on to that. KSRO. Yeah, cheers to 84 yes, years. Salute. All right, it's the Drive Brew Ha Ha, brought to you by Russian River Brewing and the beverage people, Fal Allen, the brewmaster at Anderson Valley, and of course, the uh, CEO of uh, Anderson Valley Brewing, uh, Kevin McGee. And uh, thank you, folks, for uh, coming thank in. You. We appreciate it. And All you right. guys brought some beer for our vaccine clinic volunteers. Thank you. And yeah, we they did. work hard. Um, and uh, they all love beer. All the doctors and nurses love beer. Gee, nice. beer loves really? them back. Yeah. Tell them to come visit. <laughs> you <Yeah>. think? <laughs> no, I mean, you'd think it'd be more like, oh, I'd say probably 75% are, are women. And they're asking me about beer all the time. Look. One of the doctors got, has a kegerator. She's what? a cardiologist. And she's like, hey, can you pick out some beer to put in my kegerator? I'm like, okay. Oh, yeah. bring, <laughs> bring, a, bring a group. We'd love to host them. Show them oh, around. Yeah. Oh, and, can I, and, oh, and I'll, bring some, so, yeah. I'll bring some of the nurses up oh, from out of state. Absolutely.